Ciao. Buongiorno a tutti ragazzi. Thank you for joining us again on Inter Worldwide. It honestly feels like forever since it's been a legit conversation about fixture, but I'm just happy to be joined by some good friends. Christian Rivas, how are you, bro? Another damn paradise. That's it, man. Mario Galliano, how you doing? Looking good? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Awesome. Darby della Madonina. A fair bit of hype around this one, but mostly uh, bombarded by the whole COVID restrictions, self-isolating, whatever you want to call it, that's going to be plaguing not just one, but both sides into with, um, with the shitter end of the deal at the moment. But I'm reading today that it remains to be seen that Bastoni and Skrinia can still take another test, possibly. And then if that comes up negative, they're actually free to you know, play the derby, but they'd be at risk at only having one training session. I'll start with you this time. Um, Mario, what are your initial thoughts going into the derby regarding the whole COVID restriction on certain members of players' squads? I don't know. It's going to be weird because we had like, uh, I don't even know, like five cases or something like that, six cases? Six, yeah. Six cases. So, you know, it's, it's, it's alarming at first. So you're just like, all right, you know, What's going to happen? Are we going to play? Are we not going to play? Are they going to make us quarantine and not leave the city like they did with Napoli? Are they going to, you know, give you about more points again? You know, <laughs> no, but it's it should be a good game. Um, you know, all, the, all our players are coming off of international duty, which is always, you know, exciting to see them potentially get But, you know, Milan's, Milan's decent for, for the first time in a while. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Should be all right. Should be all right. Rivas, first initial thoughts before we go into more depth. How you feel and just approaching the fixture? Well, I mean, Mario brought up the whole COVID thing, but to me, it's not much of a big deal, except for Bastoni and Skriniar. That's about it. Bastoni and Skriniar might be able to make it because they reduced the quarantine from 14 days to 10 days now under City Yard rules, as long as you test negative. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think we should be able to get this fifth derby in a win, uh, fifth derby win in a row. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a hard-fought match. Milan's still Milan. Uh, I mean, like Mario said, this is probably the best Milan there's been in maybe a decade now. I think the last decent Milan was, what, 2011? So, yeah, around about then. Should be. In terms of fans, they'll still allow certain amounts of fans in there, but kind of just like what you've seen the first few games in the country. I'm pretty excited just to see how these boys actually turn up because this is going to really call on some of these players to get motivated because it's a very demotivating season. It's a very demotivating year for all, all humans and all athletes. So I want them to rise to the occasion like it's still the same level of a derby that it always will be. I think De Vrij will be very, very important. Um, I didn't catch the whole game today, but I managed to watch a fair few of the extended highlights of Italy's poor-ish performance against the Netherlands. And, um, you know, De Vrij, De Vrij is De Vrij, man. It's as simple as that. Um, but more importantly, I think Barella was also fantastic. Got 90 minutes as well as pretty much most of Inter's players on international duty did get. Go figure. Um, but he was instrumental as well. So, as usual, I'm going to say that De Vrij and... Barella are probably our most important two players that aren't obviously looking to get on the score sheet. Although De Vrij from set pieces, man, he's, he's always there and abouts. And Barella loves a good hit as well. It's good to see that Lukaku and Lautaro got through their um, international fixtures unscathed. So they can both start as well. 
Uh, Alexis and Vidal, it was a very physical game against Colombia. Rivas can tell us a bit more about that when I throw over to him. But um, Vidal and Alexis Sanchez did their thing, Rivas, and despite taking a couple of knocks before halftime, they both walked out of the stadium looking healthy. So to have Vidal and Sanchez at our disposal, um, good shit, yeah? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, any any South American, Central, and North America game is always going to be very physical. I mean, you're not going to see much football because it's going to be a bunch of fouls that aren't getting called. Mario will attest to that as well. Mm -hmm. You know how it is, Mario. Hey, you play in Latin America, it is what it is. Get ready to get beat up. I mean, it's just that's just the way we play. play they very chop rough, yeah, chop your legs, fuck it. Get used to it. But, I mean, it's good to see Vidal come back. Remember the last game, he got subbed off. He took a little knock there, and he's still going good. Uh, it's good to see him and Alexi. The thing that's going to be interesting is how we line up this uh, coming week. I mean, if Bastoni makes it back, you can look at a back three of Kolarov, Derive, Bastoni. If he doesn't, mm -hmm. then you're looking more of a Kolarov, Fry, and the Ambrosio back three, which I'm okay with. You know, uh, the midfield is kind of the area where I'm curious how we're going to start off. So I don't know if Mario got any ideas for that. Well, I was going to throw over to Mario next because his boy Christian Eriksen played his 100th game for Denmark and got a nice little goal right at the end. One of those... Um, yeah, did I get that figure right, Rivas? Yep. Was it his 100th game? Yeah, 100. cool. And then, yeah, got a nice goal at the end and hope into this game as well. There was another mistranslated article, as there always is with Ericsson, that tried to make it sound a lot more negative when it, that it was a couple of days ago, where, you know, he said he's hoping that he's not sitting on the bench throughout the whole of autumn. But, you know, I think it's just a sign that he still wants to play and integrate himself to the team. So I've still got faith in him. Mario, would you start Ericsson in the derby, his first derby? I would start him. He's he's a world-class player, regardless of, of whatever yeah, you think he is or whatever Conte thinks he is. He played two games with Denmark. He scored two goals, I believe. Three. Both, three. Three goals in, in two games. So, you know, mm. one against England and then uh, two against, uh, was it Bosnia or some shit like that? No, it wasn't Bosnia. It, it wasn't was, Bosnia. Uh, I forget now. Yeah, uh, whatever. But the other game he scored two goals. But, you know, he's in form. He's still on top of his game. So Iceland. We Iceland, yes. You got to capitalize on that. You got to use that momentum, give them the confidence that, you know, you're on this team. We signed you for in the in the transfer window and we want you to be in our midfield. You put him with Vidal in like a in like a Barella, good things are going to happen. They're going to work for him if he's not going to, you know, put pull the weight. He's going to be the finesse guy. He's going to play the balls through. He's going to find Lukaku. He's going to find Lautaro. He's going to he's going to spray the ball. He's going to create chances. He could be the most important piece to our attack, but he's got to play. He has to freak that man's That man's going to be the X factor. In my opinion, I agree with Mario there. Barrella and Erickson should start the derby. Again, you know, Vidal's going to dominate that midfield. He's going to take the midfield by the balls. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Milan has anybody that can match up against Vidal's quality. Don't give me no. that Tonali shit because Tonali isn't on the level of Vidal. Yeah, he's a good no. young prospect, and I know everybody's been oozing their balls over him, but let's just be real. Vidal's a fucking champion, you know? You, you don't... There, there's certain mentalities that you have and certain mentalities that you don't have, and Tonali does not have that winning mentality yet because he hasn't won shit. 
just like Conte said, he didn't want a team of just players coming from Cagliari and Sassuolo, no knock to Sanchi and Barrella. But when you got a player like Vidal, who's one of that Barca, Bayern, and Juve, the, man's, uh, the, the man has that mentality to just go out there and win and fight for every ball. This goes back to my whole assessment about the Europa League finals. You knew who's won a game, who's won a title, and who didn't. You saw Ashley Young and my boy Godin fighting the whole match while you see everybody else who's never been in that type of game with their heads down. So, again, a player like Vidal, I don't think Milan has a player to match that quality in their midfield. All right. Well said, bro. In terms of Milan's players, good thing that you went there. Um, I think their biggest loss that no one's talking about is not having Ante Rebic on that flank. I think him not playing is going to present a much less threat for us because a lot of the ball would be moved through that left-hand side, our right wing, um, our right centre-back position, which if it was D'Ambrosio, hey man, I'd be all for D'Ambrosio starting this deadby as well because he knows the true value of the game and the shirt and he's probably going to prop up and score a goal. But, mm -hmm. you know, even you guys admitted, like, he, he is shaky still at the right centre-back on the defensive end. I truly think Rebic would have been the only player that could actually threaten him in that position. So if Rebic is out, I'm happy that Danilo can be, and that doesn't really bother me too much. Leave Ibrahimovic to um, uh, Devray and whoever's on his left. In terms of who replaces him, probably Rafael Leal, who is, you know, half decent in his own way, but also has many inconsistencies about him, still young, has a lot of ego attached to him as well, and actually plays a little bit better, more centrally, in my opinion, than he does picking it up deeper in a flank role. I don't see too much of the threat there. For me, it's all about Ibra. It's all about Kessier and possibly Tonali, but I really hope not. I hope this is the kind of game that puts him on the gronk so much that, you know, even I can step back and go, I'm happy with this. I'm happy with this decision I mean from the club. Where do you think the threats are coming from, Christian? Honestly, though, I wouldn't be surprised if Milan did a 4-4-2, like you just said. Liao plays very well behind Ibra in a more central position. So it would make sense for them to go with a 4-4-2 and not have Liao out on the wing because he can't do what Rebic did. You're absolutely no right. He's better, he's better central, you know? Uh, that being said, going down to that left wing, I, I don't think anybody could match up and really give D'Ambrosio that much trouble for him to be concerned. You also got to remember that the man Hakimi is going to be there. So whatever player is on that flank knows that he's going to have to take an account of Hakimi's counter-attacking counter speed. As soon as we get the ball and play it down to him, he's, he's off to the races. Uh, for Milan, in terms of who I'm worried about, I'm not really worried about anybody. Ibra, he always has that presence. But in the same sense, he's still Ibra, I guess you can say. But he's still like 39 years old, almost 40, ain't he? So, I yeah. mean, I'm not too concerned of him. It's not like it's old school, Ibra. Uh, Kessier, I mean, he's okay, but uh, like, honestly, if you put Barrella, he'll strap him up. Tonali, I mean, honestly, what has Tonali done this season? I mean, everybody was bitching that he didn't get caught up to the national team, but what has he done this season? Like, honestly speaking, what has he done to deserve that that call-up right now? I mean, he I'll tell you what he's done. He gets 5.5 raisings from the Gazeta. 5.5, that's it? Yeah. They didn't give him a 4.5 because his last performance was absolute dog shit. They might have been. He's been bad. He's been bad at Milan. It's one of those things where he didn't fit Milan. But, hey, Milan, I don't blame him. Now you just got to mold him into the player you want, and you either adjust your squad to him or it's going to be money wasted.
mean, it's still 35, 40 mil. But um, looking looking at that Milan team, they got Romagnoli back. They got Donnarumma. He's being rushed back, to be honest, Romagnoli. He's being rushed back. I'm kind of worried about that because, again, a lot of people might not rate him, but I still rate him as a pretty good quality defender. Uh, There's not many Italians better than him. I still think that Bonucci and Chiellini are done and they should be out of the national team. You should be having players like Romagnoli, Bastoni, and these other guys step up. I mean, that, that's neither here or there. But Milan in, in itself is going to be a good game. I still got us coming out 3-1. Cool. I like it. Bookies have got us as slight favorites. Mario, what are you predicting? Uh, nobody really touched on this, but, like, the only other real threat, Teo Hernandez. Right. Well, I was well, going to say Teo because Teo on the left side is nice, but in the same sense, I don't think he's going to push up because he's got to worry about Hakimi. Exactly. He cannot attack with Hakimi there. Yeah, because Hakimi... That's their best player. Hakimi's going to be going up and down, up and down. And if, if you can... If you if you want to go up and then we catch him on the counter, Hakimi's... He's gone. and He's, he's in. He's, he's like our focal point almost at, at times. So, you know, you how many times have that's we seen that shit. ball from Brozovic or, or Barella or... or um, or Sensi or whoever played it um, from the middle, a diagonal ball right through the defense, and then Hakimi one touch left Lukaku goal. It's wouldn't it be awesome to see Hakimi gra- to see Hakimi grab a goal and an assist? This derby would be phenomenal. Honestly speaking, yeah. though, I wish Hakimi would be integrated a little bit more by the midfield. Not saying that they're not, but I want to see more balls of Hakimi. I want to see him pull out the center back. I want to see them start trying to put two men on him. Because you got to remember, a player like Hakimi, he could take two players on or three players on and still get something done. The kid's magical, bro. Like, let, let's be serious. The kid is, he's a baller. You know what I mean? Like, I feel the midfield should be looking more for him. Play the ball over the top, let him chase it down, get it. And he's going to create space for Lukaku because he's going to pull that center back towards him. You're going to see them shift players over and he's going to create more space. So, Hakimi is critical in this. And like Mario said, he always. Dude, he's probably one. He's probably the best left back last year in, in yeah. all of City. Yeah, like I don't care what anybody says. He was legitimately the best left back in City <laughs> last year. Give the man his credit. Give him his respect. He might that be the thing. only person that can stop ta- um, Hakimi. But see, the only reason I would say he that is because be. they both they both kind of played with each other at Madrid. They complement each other. They do. But I don't think Theo has the speed to match Hakimi. Nah. And Theo, nah, Theo no? defensively, is not that solid mm. to match Hakimi. You get what I mean? I got Theo, you. Uh, offensively, yo, the kid is lights out. He's a baller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Typical, typical Madrid product. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in the same sense, Theo is still the best left back last oh, season. Yeah. Now, this season, it's a different story. We don't know yet. Season just started. But you got to give the, credit, the kid his credit and respect. Mm. Fair enough. Mario, what was your prediction, man? Uh, I'm going to go like a 2-1. We win. Keep it close. Cool. Fifth derby cool. I'm gonna, in a row. I'm going to stick with the optimism and say we do win. And um, hopefully it will be 3-1. Two depth and... Milan push up way too hard with some stupid number on the clock, like 95 or 96 on it. And we get that goal on the break right on the whistle to make it 3-1. Um, Lukaku is going to score a goal at some point in this game. 
because yep. he's just got that in his DNA. And I love the fact that we've got a striker who can sometimes play shit for 88 minutes and just gets hungrier and hungrier to find the goal and he's going to get it. 42 goals in 40, his last 44 games for Belgium as well. The man just knows how to find the net. It's, it's not if and or but. It's an absolute. So he's going to score again. Um, that's all for Derby talk, man. So I'm pretty excited. It's, it's hard, boys, to take this season seriously at the moment because of everything that's going on and whatnot. And then you have decisions like the Napoli Juventus one this morning. So I just wanted to finish off with that. Rivas, what was your reaction to all that result, man? And do you think Napoli uh, appealing it will go anywhere? I don't think it's going to go anywhere. My thing about this is, look, I, I mean, I hate to say it and be the one to pop everybody's bubble, but... ADL's an idiot and he messed up. <laughs> no, nah, like, I agree with the league and the fact that these rules were set before it happened. You know what I mean? They, they were set that if you have 13 players that can play, you got to play. Everybody no. agreed to it. All right? The thing I didn't agree with was Napoli getting a point deduction. They should have just took the three points, and that was it, and given the 3-0 loss. That's it. You, you don't need to deduct a point from them. They already had enough bullshit with this. Juve, if they get some shit for them this weekend, then the league is some fucking trash. They got Ronaldo out and McKinney out. They're both under COVID isolation. So, again... The league better not pull some shit. And that's probably honestly why they put the game at 245. There's no fucking reason that Crotone Juve should be primetime over Atalantanopoli. Uh, let's just be fucking real. I mean, again, like I said, in my opinion, I, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, cool. Mario, you? I don't agree with it. I, I think that the whole thing got really blown up out of Napoli's hands. Because if you look at the whole thing that happened, it's not that they couldn't get 13 players to travel to the game. They had 13 players. They were mandated by... They weren't, by, apparently, though. They apparently were. It came out, no, so it that's what you got to ask. Who knows the truth? There's out, always alternate opinions out of this freaking country. Out, it came out from Napoli official, from the city officials in Naples. They recommended. They never mandated. They, they were still able to fly. They were still able to do that. And that's the only reason why I didn't have an issue with it. I mean, I still think they should have replayed it because how big of a game it is. But mm -hmm. in the same sense, where do you draw the line? No, but I, from what I heard, from what I saw from all the Napoli fans and all that that I'm, I'm friends with and, and whatnot, they were mandated that they could not leave. So if, if, if you're mandated that by the government, by the state, whatever it is, that you cannot get on a plane, go to Torino to play this game, the league, they have to give some leeway on that. Because, I mean, sure, Christian thinks one, one thing, you know, I have the other thing. You don't know at the end of the day, because fucking, sure, they could have they recommended it, but they also could have had the freaking, the mandate, where you're getting into legal problems if you go to Torino, you land in the in the, the city, you're going to go to jail, you're going to get this, you're going to get fines up the ass. I don't know. So, if that's the narrative, I, I don't agree so with anything. So city officials, city officials didn't mandate them. I'm reading it right here. A new agency, NSA, claims Napoli were not banned from traveling to turn by local authorities, in which case Juventus should expect a 3-0 victory. 
there's a procedural role erupting and it's not clear who is going to make the final decision, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much, Napoli had not been banned from traveling to Turin by the authorities. I mean, it, it is what it is. I fucking hate Juve more than anybody else. But if they weren't banned from traveling, they had two players with a positive test. Chelinski and who was the other fuck? Uh, Elmas. Yeah. These two dudes were the only dudes that had it. All right? If it's just two players and they're crying about that while we have six players and we're still showing up to play the Milan Derby, fuck off. Go fuck yourself, dude. We yeah, still no, I, I agree 100%. If, if the case is that they I, weren't... I, 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 don't, I don't feel bad for Napoli. Like, fuck off, dude. If we got to no. play with six players, fuck you. Yeah. Like, it is no, what it is. I agree. If, if they were not mandated and they were recommended, I'd say you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. What the fuck are you doing? Like you. But from what I've seen, that's the stance I took. I chose to take. I mean, we don't know. Because fucking telling me to one day that's it's it. good, one day it's not, you know. One day they're recommended, one day it's mandated. I think um, I think altogether Napoli were put in a hard position and they tried to maybe take an easy way out. But also Agnelli's an opportunistic snake who was sitting on his throne going, oh, fuck, if you're going to throw me a bone, man, I'm going to chew it until the end of yeah. this court case because that's just what I do, baby. And the result, he knew he, knew he was getting the 3-0 as soon as they didn't board for Chirin. And he knows he can drag it out for a while because that's the kind of snake he is. But that's well, I mean, it, man. It's Juve, but in the same sense. Napoli was stupid, bro. It's fucking Chalinski and Alma. I understand Chalinski's a good player. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking that. But in the same fucking sense, mate, come on, bro. Show the fuck up for the fucking game. Unless mm. there's, like, legitimate proof that there's a mandate. According to what they're saying online, Napoli was just recommended to not travel. And the reason they didn't want to travel was because Gattuso was on lockdown. And who else? I think Insigne. Was it Insigne yeah. and the Gattuso that were both put on lockdown? So they didn't want to travel without the two of them and Chalinski. Like, don't get me mm. wrong. I get it. They're two big pieces. But fuck off, dude. We got Ashley Young. We got Bastoni, Skriniar. This, um, is, before, this is before our players tested positive, though. So they probably thought that yeah. they could get away with it. But uh, then the leagues just said, like, no, we need to set a precedent here. Otherwise, everybody's going to start doing that from now on in. And we don't have time to waste, which is what make that international break all the more useless. We've got business to yeah. take care of here. We're already behind. Yeah, but you also got to remember a lot of countries are so a lot of confederations are starting to get that their World Cup qualifying going. So either way, you're gonna cluster fuck the fucking uh, the the schedules one way or another. Yeah. So Fair at the end of the day, at the end of the day, FIFA overrides UEFA. Yeah, they do, whether, and it's the only like thing they can. FIFA mm. overrides UEFA, who overrides FIGC. So no matter what, it was gonna get played. Fair enough, bro. All right, we'll leave it at that before we get too sidetracked, and I'll just speak to these boys another time and make sure that you all have access to that. Christian Rivas, thank you. Hopefully we chat again post-derby with a big dub. I hope so, too. Cheers, man. Mario, all the best, bro. Ciao, brother. And, yeah, hopefully a big win coming. Take it easy, Ericsson FC. Always. Sempre. Ciao.